Well, a new report has reviewed the media coverage of one of the most significant events, the new most significant news events in 2022, last year, the Parliament protest, which lasted almost four weeks. And what the review found probably won't surprise you, but it should concern you. So it's my view, and I think the view of most New Zealanders, that when significant social issues are being discussed and debated in our nation, the mainstream news media should report the full debate, not lead it. They should leave the public to come to their own conclusions. The media should present both sides and actively seek out those countering viewpoints. But sadly, many of our recent social debates have shown that it is difficult to trust the mainstream media to participate in social debates in a non-partisan way. An in-depth analysis of the media coverage of the 2020 euthanasia and cannabis referendums found that while both sides of the euthanasia referendum were given reasonably fair and balanced coverage, the yes position in the cannabis debate received a heavily biased share, 66% in the media coverage during the campaign period. And then an analysis of the conversion therapy bill, which was passed in Parliament last year, last February, found that support for the law in the media received a heavily biased share, 78% during the campaign period. And then an analysis of the media coverage of the 2022 decision by the US Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade and its implications for New Zealand found that the significant media coverage was very heavily biased, 82% to a pro-abortion narrative. And that's looking at all the New Zealand-based media articles and opinion pieces. And so this is the latest analysis, this report, COVID-19 Parliament Protest 2022 Media Coverage Analysis. As I said, one of the most significant news events last year, and it reviewed just under 600 news and op-ed pieces over a 22-day period. So that's an average of over 27 articles each day in the mainstream media during that protest. Now, it's important to note that no sides were taken in this analysis. The, the report is not anti-vax or pro-vax. It's not anti-mandate or pro-mandate. And it doesn't deny that things went badly wrong towards the end of the protest. It simply asks, did the media report the facts? Were they fair? Did the reporting meet the New Zealand Media Council's first principle of accuracy, fairness and balance? And this is what the report concludes. The coverage was curated to focus on the fringes and avoid the key questions at the centre of the protest. The public were never invited to draw their own conclusions, but were fed a predetermined diet of anti-protest content. We believe the majority of politicians were equally remiss and responsible for creating the environment for this approach to prosper. And finally, the protesters must acknowledge that an opting for grassroots style event made it harder for the media and made spaces for the wrong voices to dominate. Now, key findings in the report were that 72% of media coverage made no attempt to report the concerns of the protesters, and many of those articles which did mention their concerns reported them alongside critical commentary. It was also difficult to categorise the stories as either news or opinion pieces, as uh, a commentary seemed a feature of most of the content. So even in the news, it was a lot of commentary. Uh, the conclusion was that the direct coverage of the protests focused on the more controversial and possibly fringe elements of the group, which is often what happens when you 
do a protest or a march. The media goes for the fringe elements. Little effort, the report says little effort was made to report the impact mandates it had on the lives of the protesters or the validity of questioning the use of mandates. The report also found that just 3% of the total 599 stories featured quotes from protesters, many of them who were happy to be named. There were only a couple of stories that profiled protesters in any depth, uh, and the direct coverage of the protests focused on the more controversial and possibly fringe elements of the group. Little effort was made by the media to report the impact mandates it had on the lives of the protesters or the validity of questioning the use of mandates. And the report says the media failed to do a true assessment of what kind of people made up the protest and their motivation to be there. And most protesters were motivated by opposition to mandates, support for freedom of choice, concerns about children being vaccinated, and the loss of jobs. Now here's the interesting thing. During the protest, Courier Market Research published the results of a survey which had been commissioned by the media site The Platform. And they surveyed 312 random, uh, a random sample of protesters on Parliament grounds, over 300 of them. Uh, and it's fascinating what they found. The survey shows that the disproportionate number of protesters were Māori. So that destroys the white supremacist narrative. And it also showed significant representation from Labour and Green supporters. So that destroys the right-wing narrative. Just under half of all coverage of the protesters' concerns was by those speaking about the protest rather than to the protesters directly. The media just talked about it, uh, but not to the protesters. Nearly all of the commentary was negative and critical, at times derisive and dismissive. And the report concludes this. The media failed in its duty to present the Parliament protest in a fair and balanced manner. Hiding behind parliamentary directives and excusing themselves from finding the full story, the coverage was for the most part heavily biased against the protest. This is a key bit. It is not difficult. Uh, sorry, it is difficult not to conclude that a protest perceived and reported unjustifiably as being by predominantly right-wing political voices would not be given fair coverage by a predominantly left-wing media. Look, the media should present both sides. They should actively seek out the countering viewpoints. They should refrain from focusing on the fringes, which are really representative of mainstream viewpoints on the key issue. They just don't represent the mainstream uh, group. But sadly, most of our recent social debates have shown that it's difficult to trust the mainstream media to participate in a non-partisan way. Now, you can download this report from our website, familyfirst.nz. Sadly, this report is yet another reminder of why trust in our media is slowly but surely dropping. Only the news media can change that trajectory. The real question is, will they? Will they?